all voices depicted on the answering machine, celebrity or otherwise, are of a fictitious manner, and do not represent the views or attitudes of actual persons, living or dead. We're sorry. The person you are trying to reach is not available. Please leave your message after the beep. Hello, and welcome to another exciting episode of The Answering Machine. I'm Don Takano. For those of you listening who have no idea how this podcast works, let me explain. I've been collecting answering machine tapes from all across the country that span from the past 20 or 30 years, and these tapes tell the story of a person. And today's story is no different than the previous two stories. Not many people can ever say that they are the proud owner of a brand new fishing boat, but then again, not many people were Walt Bailey. A married man with a teenage son, the Bailey family resided in Lewisport, Missouri, which is a suburb of Kansas City. Walt Bailey had many friends, as it was later learned that he was a longtime insurance salesman who had, at the time of these answering machine messages, long retired. We begin with a call from Nancy, Walt's wife, who sounded frustrated and more than upset over his recent appearance on the popular television game show Wheel of Fortune, in which he solved the final puzzle thereby winning the fishing boat. However, the way he won the final round lives on in televised game show infamy. New message. July 14th, 1988. At 2.16 p.m. Walt Nancy. Look, I know it's been more than a month since that episode of Wheel of Fortune aired, but I can't Stop thinking about what happened. It's embarrassing, Walt. You expect me to believe that you've really thought the final puzzle was smelly pussy and not silly putty? The rest of America knew the final puzzle was silly putty. But you had to make your buddies laugh and say smelly pussy on national TV. Grow up, Walt. I have to come into my job teaching second graders, and every day all they chant is smelly pussy. Children, Walt. You are ruining our children with your filth. Listen, I think we need to see a marriage counselor. Gwendolyn told me about a Mr. Abel Kachakis. She said he's best at repairing damaged relationships. I'm, I'm tired of being mad at you. You need to take action. Otherwise, Stephen is just going to spend his high school years in a broken home. Just, I mean, we'll talk about it after dinner tonight. Of all the friends Walt Bailey had, None was as respected and well-liked as George Crowley. A longtime officer of the law in Lewisburg, George was dependable and never had to pay for lunch at the popular local eatery Choo Choo Charlie's Chili Express. But don't let his accolades fool you, for on the side for an additional fee, George acted as a third party to help steal free cable for his closest friends, one of whom was Walt Bailey. New message. July 14, 1988, at 3.44 p.m. Walt, it's George. Uh, didn't see you at the shooting range yesterday. Did I wipe your ears to your balls off again? Seriously, I can't stand that bitch. I mean, you're 57 years old. You don't need to be on Simon Legree every time you want to hang out with your buddies. Anyway, tomorrow, you'll be receiving a package with your name on it. Don't tell that wife of yours, but the receiver box is on its way. 
Now, I'm no Alexander Graham Bell, but tomorrow night, a gentleman will be stopping by to assist you in the installation of your television criminal tracking device. That's the excuse you're going to tell the Wicked Witch. Oh, hey, you ever meet Tony? I mean, he's a long time. He's a long camp as far as appearances, but he's a fucking electronics whiz. Fucking Einstein or some shit. Listen, remember this. I don't want the Mrs. Porn Acid on your dick, too, so keep this shit a secret. All right, I'll see you tomorrow. The fishing trip! God, they catch some fucking marlin or bass. I don't know. Just be sure I don't get any fish guts in my ponytail. All right, see ya. Walt and Nancy's teenage son, Stephen, was away at summer camp during this time. Camp Brave, located hundreds of miles away along the Mississippi River, was a popular summer camp amongst youth in the area and beyond. The camp was directed by a woman by the name of Andrea Kolchak. It is uncertain if she ruled the camp with an iron fist, but based on the tone of the following call, there was no doubt she did. New message. July. 15th, 1988, at 10, 18 a.m. Hello, this is Andrea Kolchak. I'm the director of operations at Camp Brave. I'm not sure if we've officially met, but uh, your son, Stephen Bailey, is one of our counselors here, and he has been for the second year in a row. I'm just calling to let you know that your son has been caught with some drugs in his possession. He said that it was a rare sapling plant and that it is an endangered species of plant, but clearly it was marijuana. I mean, come on. We all dabbled in that kind of stuff in the 70s. I also found a pornographic magazine in his possession entitled Slanted Slits Monthly, which depicts oriental women in very graphic sexual scenarios. Since Camp is finishing in one week, we don't have the time or purpose to discipline Stephen, so I'm just calling to let you know the trouble he's gotten into and for you to handle the discipline yourself. And also, we will not be allowing Stephen to return to Camp Brave next year. If you have any questions, you can contact me at... Again, this is Andrea Kolchak. I look forward to hearing from you. Back in the 1980s, stealing premium cable television through a specific box receiver was as popular as it was illegal. Although Walt Bailey had the comfort in knowing that his friend George Crowley was a longtime law enforcement officer, morally, it was the wrong thing to do. Although it was known that Tony, a mysterious man who went by the nickname Jack Rabbit, installed these illegal receiver boxes all over town, he did a confidential job in not having his clients be in any sort of trouble. Tony, or the Jackrabbit, himself, was a man of considerable, yet questionable character. New message. July 15th, 1988, at 9.17 p.m. Hey, uh, I'm calling for Walt. This is, uh... Jack Rabbit. Hey, uh, I need to talk to you mano and mano about this, uh, but this is the only way I can get you to recognize my presence in trying to get a hold of you. Uh, I'd like to come by at an appropriate time when the missus is at home so I can uh, get to work on installing your cable box. Also, uh, I need to make sure you have proper edibles in your home, like uh, Doritos and uh, cold cuts. 
pickles, canned corn, and uh, make sure you got some beer. Jack Rabbit loves him some beer. Uh, call me back at uh, uh, let's plan on this soon. Oh yeah, I like gummy worms too. While Walt was the proud owner of a brand new fishing boat, it meant having a handful of responsibilities, ranging from taxes to maintenance. But another important aspect of owning a brand new fishing boat was insurance. New message. July 16th. 1988 at 9.30 a.m. Hello, I'm calling for Walt Bailey. Now, my name is Paul Bradley. I'm an agent with the Stronghold United Insurance Company. You were referred to me by your friend Ed Ogilvy, who cited that you currently have an outstanding driving record and a relationship with your current auto insurance company. Now, I just want to take space real quick as the nature of my call. Now, I was learned recently that you want a fishing boat on a popular television game show, and you currently do not have a pop proper coverage on your boat. Now, we here at Stronghold United have a great coverage plan, affordable monthly rate, to protect your boat from damages ranging from weather to dolphins to bombs. And you ever see that movie, Dan Dolphin? That kind of stuff happens in real life. And we here at Stronghold United protect you from unfortunate losses such as these, in addition to mermaid and vandalism, where mermaid, half-man, half-fish cause property damage to your boat. Now, if you're interested, you go and give me a call back. And again, my name is Paul Bradley. I'm with the Stronghold United Insurance Company, and I look forward to hearing from you. While it would be a little more than a week until Walt's son, Stephen, would be returning from summer camp, Stephen expressed his impatience when it came to wanting to return home from Camp Brave. New message, July 16th, 1988, at 11, 16 a.m. Hey mom, dad, uh, it, it's Stephen. Did, did Angela call you by chance? Uh, she's a camp director. Uh, I, I just wanted to tell you that I don't smoke pot. Uh, there were some kids from St. Louis I was hanging out with, and they were smoking pot, and they gave me some. And I smoked it, but it was just once. But afterward, I got super scared because uh, one of them dressed up like Jason Voorhees and started chasing after me, and I thought it was really him. And then also that, that porno mag is not mine either. Angela hates me and has been trying to get me kicked out of camp all summer. Uh, we can just talk about it more later. I guess, um, I love you guys. Bye. Word slowly began to creep around that Walt Bailey was soon going to have a cable receiver box and was going to be able to pick up several premium channels, ranging from movies to sports to even pornography. New message, July 16th, 1988, at 7 Oh, 04 p.m. <laughs> hey, Walt. This is Pete Hoffman. I uh, live up the street. Listen, I heard that you recently got a cable box installed and that you're picking up some pretty good premium channels. Hey, listen. If I give you some VHS tapes, will you record some movies for me? You know, uh, some uh, adult movies? Some dirty movies? <laughs> Uh, just record anything on the fuck channel. 
Uh, I like Ginger Lynn and Nita Hartley. Uh, Tory Wells stuff, too. I, I can't really give you any money right now, uh, but I'll power wash your garage door. Free of charge, if you do me this one favor. Uh, I'll even power wash that big goddamn boat that's sitting in your front yard free of charge as well. I really need some porn, Walt. Some good stuff. And if you record, could you make sure to put the uh, record speed on SLP? That way it'll record six hours of just standard quality porn, something I can look at. It doesn't have to be a Fellini film or anything like that. Uh, yeah, so don't record SP because that's two hours. Uh, I just want quantity, not quality. Uh, so, yeah, again, this is Pete Hoffman. You can reach me at... Uh, I'm up the street, and uh, I'll look forward to hearing from you soon. In a matter of days since his last phone call, it appeared that Tony, or Jackrabbit, as he preferred to be called, had successfully installed the cable box and was calling to check in on it. New message, July 16th, 1988, at 11.34 p.m. Uh, hello, this is uh, the Jackrabbit. I uh, wanted to know if your cable box is working. Uh, tested it out, and you should be all up on the premium stuff in addition to the basic networks and uh, some of the porn stuff, too. I uh, figured you and the wife might like watching that stuff. Uh, anyway, when I installed it, I noticed there wasn't any beer in the fridge. Uh, there weren't any cold cuts and Doritos. Uh, I did find some lean cuisines in the freezer and eating them some bitches up. I gotta tell you, I don't know why women would eat that shit. I had some big old shits when I got home and them motherfuckers stunk. If your wife eats that shit every day, then uh, you better fumigate your bathroom is all I'm saying. Uh, if you got any problems, you let the old Jack Rabbit know. Enjoy your free cable. As the day Walt and his buddies were going to go fishing was fast approaching, a customer service representative of the famed outdoorsman company Bass Pro Shops attempted to contact Walt and offer him some exclusive deals on some top-of-the-line, high-quality fishing equipment. New message, July 18th, 1988. At 9.22 a.m. Hi, I'm calling for Walt Bailey. I'm with uh, Bass Pro Shop. Uh, you subscribe to our monthly catalog here at Bass Pro Shop, and uh, figured we'd give you a call to take advantage of some of our amazing offers. Uh, from now until July 22nd, we're running a special on marine contamination bombs. Now, uh, these are high-powered submarine explosives, and just you simply deploy one of our small grenades, in a body of water, and within seconds, all marine life within a 500-foot blast radius will be killed instantly. It's not lethal to humans, of course, although I must read this disclaimer that it does cause brain tumors and hallucinations if the fish are not thoroughly cooked. Now, in addition, we also have some popular camouflage pajamas, and those are half off until July 30th. And uh, don't forget, every purchase with Bass Pro Shop of $100 or more will send you free of charge a gallon of deer piss. And you could never have enough deer pits, friends. Again, this is Bass Pro Shop. We look forward to doing business with you. As Walt was possibly basking in his newfound cable receiver box, his wife Nancy sounded as if she didn't share his same excitement about this at all. New message. July 18th, 1988. At 
10.01 a.m. Walt, it's me. Look, I haven't said anything about this channel box you installed a couple of days ago. The last night when you went to bed, I flipped through the channels, and I came across a channel that was playing porn. You seriously put porn on our TV? It was a movie called Taste Test Part 4, and it had gross depictions of women performing oral sex on each other. I'm not gay, and I don't want that filth on our TV. Well, you listen to me. Get the shit off our TV tonight. I mean it. I don't know what it's gotten into you. When I get home, we need to talk. While Nancy was investing time and money into saving her marriage with Walt, George Crowley had plans involving Walt's wife that would have tarnished his otherwise reputation as an officer of the law and an agent of justice. New message. July 18th, 1988 at 4, 11 p.m. Walt, George here. Listen, man. I've been thinking. This trip is coming up in a matter of days, and uh, I know how much you hate your wife, so listen to this. We take your wife with us on the fishing trip. I know the two of you are fighting right now and are talking about getting a divorce, so we take your wife with us. We're out there in the middle of the lake. Then she accidentally falls off the boat. Huh? I mean, she's boiling it out, and then I shoot the bitch in the fucking head, and she sinks down, I grab all the evidence, and we make it look like she drowned. Oh, God, you should destroy this. You know, the answering machine tape? I mean, if we go through, through with this, you have to. Also, did you always have a life insurance coverage plan? Hey, look, we'll talk about it later tonight, and you better destroy this answering machine tape. I mean, I gave you free cable, so you owe me. Later. While Nancy came across as stern, she did care for her husband, Walt. She cared enough so much that she inquired about a local marriage counselor to help them navigate through some rough patches of their marriage. New message. July 18th, 1988 at 4.37 p.m. Uh, hello, well, uh, hello, Nancy. Uh, actually, I, I'm really glad you got rid of that uh, uh, nobody's home, nobody's home answer machine message. Uh, I uh, didn't able to check us the uh, uh, marriage counselor. I, I, I think I think we made some real progress here. I, I think we've come a lot a lot of mutual agreements. Uh, uh, Walt, I, I think it was good of you to agree with Nancy that you know it would not be a good idea for you to buy that Soviet SKS carbine with the fixed bayonet at, at at the gun store right now. That would not be a good thing uh, to be having around the house. Uh, Nancy, I think it was a good uh, idea for you to, in turn, uh, agree with Walt that this would not be a good time to order that set of stainless steel Ginsu knives for the kitchen that you wanted. I, I think that there's, there's a lot. I think we've taken some real steps here because, you know, in the end, uh, if we can, if we can put aside, you can put aside your personal differences uh, so we can get to the mutually agreed goals. I, th I think we'll be all right. I mean, I, if I could just get y'all to agree to disagree on this issue of, of Valerie Harper being written out of the Hogan family, then I think y'all will be able to go back to watching Alf together peacefully on Monday nights like you used to. No one ever expected the Bailey residents to receive a phone call from a celebrity. In this case, Wheel of Fortune host Pat Sajak contacted Walt with some very unfortunate news. 
New message. July 19, 1988. At 8.46 a.m. Hello, this is Pat Sajak with Merv Griffin Enterprises. Uh, yes, I am the host of Wheel of Fortune. I'm calling for Mr. Walt Bailey. Walt, listen, uh, buddy, uh, we know that you won the fishing boat, and uh, the collateral for that fishing boat far exceeded that of our normal budget of each episode. Uh, you did sign a clause in which the boat shall remain property of Merv Griffin Enterprises for a period of 120 days for expenses and taxes and a plethora of reasons that would take all day to explain. Anyway, we're going to have someone from the staff uh, within the next 48 hours come by your house to repossess the fishing boat. I apologize if this news is considered stunning or disappointing, but this is the policy of Merv Griffin Enterprises, and you did sign that policy as to where in a court of law you give the show permission to repossess its property within the 120-day window. Look, buddy, if you're wondering why I, Pat Sajak, would be calling you and not one of the producers, it's because we mean fucking business. Do yourself a favor. Don't be a cocksucker. And give us the goddamn boat back. Be seeing you soon. The worst part about a failing marriage is that the ones you love the most don't recognize the grief and problems pertaining to said marriage. Stephen Bailey, Walt's son, appears to have no clue about his parents' marital problems. New message, July 20th, 1988, at 9, 18 a.m. Hey, Mom, Dad, it's me again. That's so awesome, we have cable now! The HBO, MTV, and Cinemax? That's so awesome! I love you guys, you're the best parents ever. Uh, I'll just talk to you later, bye. This concludes another episode of The Answering Machine. This episode was written, produced, and recorded by me, Don Ticano. I would like to thank the following people who performed on this episode. Starring in alphabetical order, Ron Babcock played George Crowley, the corrupt cop. Drew Blomquist played Tony, or the Jackrabbit. Mr. Goodnight played Abel Kachakis, the marriage counselor. Lisa Beth Johnson played Nancy Bailey, Walt's wife. Mike Nish played Stephen Bailey, Walt's son. Rivers Langley played the Bass Pro Shop's customer service representative. Luke Pennington played the Stronghold United Boat Insurance Salesman. Naomi Rohatton played Andrea Kolchak, the director of Camp Brave. And finally, yours truly, Don Ticano, played both Pete Hoffman, the neighbor who wanted free porn, and Pat Sajan, the host of Wheel of Fortune. If you are interested in asking any questions, leaving any comments, or donating to this podcast, please email me at theansweringmachinepodcast at gmail.com. That's one word, theansweringmachinepodcast at gmail.com. Stay tuned for another exciting episode coming soon. Thank you for listening and have a great day.